from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. On this episode of Newt's World, we're going to talk about the American job killing plan. That's the plan that President Biden is going to rush off to Pittsburgh to unveil. They think it's a infrastructure plan, but the truth is it's a tax increase plan and one which will, I think, clearly slow down the economy, kill jobs, make companies less competitive worldwide. But it's doubly ironic because President Biden is rushing off to Pittsburgh, which is the geographic center of the Whiskey Rebellion of October 1791, which was the first great American rebellion against taxes from Washington. And in fact, it was sort of symbolic of the American attitude that they did not want big government. They didn't want to ship their money to Washington and generally distrusted politicians, including President George Washington. As Biden wings his way west to Pittsburgh, I'm reminded that if he went just a little bit further, he'd be in Ohio. And one of my favorite political figures was Governor Jim Rhodes, who won a series of governorships by always standing at the podium, taking out his wallet, slamming it with great force on the podium and saying, I'm the guy who wants to put more money in your wallet. And the other guy is the one who wants to take money out of your wallet. So in the tradition of the Whiskey Rebellion over tax increases and the tradition of taking money out of the American people's wallets, Joe Biden is going to go and he is going to tell us about what he calls the American Jobs Plan. 
which is nonsense. That's like describing the absence of any crisis on the border. This is, in fact, the American job-killing plan, and that's what every conservative should call it. And it's a job-killing plan because it reverses every lesson we've learned from Ronald Reagan to today and says, oh, yes, we can raise taxes on American companies, and that will let us, as Biden says in their fact sheet, which the White House released, that this will position the United States to outcompete China. If you believe that, you clearly probably went to Harvard or Yale and took a course that is nonsense from a professor who lives in a fantasy land, and you are a candidate for the next production of Alice in Wonderland. This entire American job-killing plan will, in fact, raise taxes, weaken the competitive businesses, make it harder for Americans to compete in the world market, and, in effect, is one more contribution from the Biden family to the victory of the Chinese Communist Party. So let's take a serious look at the f most fun part of it, which is towards the end when they finally get around to what they call the Made in America tax plan. Well, it is true that the nutcakes who wrote it were probably making it in America, but it actually should be called the tax plan guaranteed to reduce the amount of things made in America. The president's proposing to fix the corporate tax code. This is their language. You always have to know if you've ever done anything in the real world involving real businesses, that when the government shows up and wants to fix something, it's really dangerous. And of course, when Reagan campaigned on supply-side economics, cutting taxes, creating economic incentives, a model which worked so brilliantly that we left behind the stagflation of the 1970s, the failure of the Carter administration, and literally within three years had turned the entire economy around, launching an economic boom, which lasted basically up till about 2008, which is a pretty long boom. And Republicans in particular learned that you should cut taxes. And we worked very hard at it. When we got a majority in 1994 with the contract with America, we had the largest capital gains tax cut in history. It launched an entire boom in the high-tech industry and led to a tremendous amount of new investments, which created new jobs. Well, what we have with President Biden is a reversion to the Keynesian pre-supply-side economic model, a reversion to a model that says, if I raise your taxes enough, then somehow magically good things will occur because I will have transferred money from these incompetent business leaders to these wonderfully competent bureaucrats and the competent bureaucrats are much smarter than the business leaders, and therefore, they're going to do great things for us. You could consider the Baltimore school system as an example of great things, or you can go around the country and look at how badly local governments have allowed their highways to decay and how badly the federal government has allowed airports to decay. So this is a made-to-cripple-America tax plan. It's not a made-in-America tax plan. The fact is that what President Trump did with the tax cut of 2017 was create an enormous explosion of new wealth, new productivity. And it frankly always has surprised me that liberals who you would think care about the poor, care about African-Americans, care about Latinos, that when at the peak of the Trump economy just before COVID, we had an opportunity, we had a moment where you literally had the lowest African-American unemployment rate in American history. You had the second lowest rate of unemployment for Latinos in American history. 
poor people were rising from poverty the old-fashioned way they actually got jobs and worked. You didn't need as much welfare, you didn't need as many food stamps, because people were rising. They were doing better. And why were they doing better? Because the tax cuts had liberated entrepreneurs to go out and create jobs. Now, from the standpoint of the left, however, this, of course, was a terrible thing, because it took money away from the government employee unions and the various left-wing groups. And they're very straightforward here. They say in their fact sheet, quote, President Biden's reform will reverse this damage and fundamentally reform the way the tax code treats the largest corporations. I'd like to ask President Biden or whoever writes his talking points, what was this damage if you had the lowest black unemployment rate in history? What was the damage if you had the second lowest Latino unemployment rate in history? Why wasn't that something to celebrate rather than to feel bad about? It goes on to claim, and this tells you how much they live in Alice in Wonderland, that President Biden's reform will also make the United States a leader again in the world. Well, the United States economy before COVID was the leader in the world. We were beginning to pull away from China again. But here's the left-wing view. They believe that there's, quote, a race to the bottom in corporate tax rates that allows countries to gain a competitive advantage by becoming tax havens. Well, it's true. There is a race to lower taxes. Ironically, let's look at the American model. Texas, no state income tax. Florida, no state income tax. New York, really high taxes. Illinois, really high taxes. California, really high taxes. Oh, and in a free country, what's happening? People are leaving the really high taxes and moving to the low taxes because there's a rate, there's a rush to or a race to a lower tax, greater freedom, smaller bureaucracy, more jobs economy. But of course, if you're a liberal, that's terrible. They need to somehow desperately trap people. And so what their model is going to be is a way we can guarantee we can have high taxes in the U.S., is we're going to make every place in the world have high taxes. And so this is how they describe it. Quote, this is a generational opportunity to fundamentally shift how countries around the world tax corporations. Well, the European Union tried that with Ireland and the Irish rebelled. The Irish had the lowest tax rate in the European Union and the bureaucrats in Brussels thought it was terrible that the Irish weren't paying as much as people in high tax countries. And so they literally blackmailed the Irish government and said, you have to raise your taxes, otherwise we won't be happy. And the Irish uh, apparently got a Guinness and a Jameson and sat at the bar and said, you know, let's let Brussels be unhappy. The whole madness behind this is that they literally are telling you in this paper on the American job killing bill that they want to leverage every country in the world to have higher taxes. So here's some of the details. They want to set the corporate tax rate at 28%. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but it would be the highest corporate tax rate in the world, which is why they have to talk about bludgeoning everybody else to raise their taxes. It says basically that they're going to somehow magically fund critical investments in infrastructure, clean energy, research and development to maintain the competitiveness of the United States and grow the economy. But what we know from reality is that, in fact, this kind of a tax increase, making us the highest tax country in the world, will, in fact, lead to tax avoidance. Smart companies will hire smart accountants and smart lawyers 
And guess what? They will figure out loopholes. This is exactly where we were before Trump. And so they're going back to recreate the incentive to hide from the American tax collector by finding clever ways to hide your money overseas. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is, I think, the grandest example of cultural hubris by a group of left-wing woke theoreticians, and it's part of why this is such a job-killing proposal. They say, quote, they're going to discourage offshoring by strengthening the global minimum tax for U.S. multinational corporations. In other words, in order to make sure that they can punish Disney or Ford or American Airlines, they want to get the Japanese to punish Air Japan or to punish Toyota or to punish Sony. And so you have this nutty moment in life where at least they're being very open about it. 
They say here, I'm just quoting from them, right now the tax code rewards U.S. multinational corporations that shift profits and jobs overseas with a tax exemption for the first 10% return on foreign assets. Now, the reason that there was a tax exemption was to get them to bring the money home. The whole goal here was to say, we're going to reward you if you take it out of Luxembourg or you take it out of Switzerland or you take it out of Germany or out of Singapore and bring it back home. They also point out that I think this is hysterically confusing mentally on their part. They say, quote, moreover, the 2017 tax law allows companies to use the taxes they pay in high tax countries to shield profits in tax havens, encouraging the offshoring of jobs. Now, remember, these are the people who want to reinstate a very high tax deduction for personal income taxes because it is just killing New York and Connecticut and California and Illinois to have the Trump reforms, which capped the amount you could deduct on your state income tax. And so they actually want to go back to a model where the very rich, and this only affects the very, very rich, the very, very rich would no longer be pressured to leave. I mean, why are people leaving New York and California? Because it's become absurdly expensive. And how do you fix that? Oh, we have to have some kind of a tax cut. So if you're dealing with billionaires, who Democrats supposedly don't like, but whose money they need, of course you want to fix the billionaires' personal income tax loophole for big states. Now they're suddenly realizing, you know, corporations behave a lot like people. Corporations tend to go to where the taxes are lower. And this really makes liberals mad. Because as I keep saying, this is all the scene from Jerry Maguire, where the athlete keeps saying, show me the money. And he says, what can I really do for you? He says, show me the money. So liberals walk around all day, every day, trying to figure out how to pay off their allies like the teachers unions. And they got to say, to show me the money. And of course, conservatives who actually believe we want you to keep your own money. We want you to grow your business. We want you to create jobs. We want you to invest in the newest inventions and the newest technologies. We have a totally different model of how we think the economy works, which is why we believe that this particular bill is, in fact, totally mislabeled because, in fact, it's not going to be, as they say, the American jobs plan. It's going to be the American jobs killing plan because they're going to kill the very goose that lays the golden egg. And this was, of course, a children's story because the truth is greedy, short-sighted people think if you kill the goose, you might find some eggs inside. And they don't. That's why the fable existed. Well, this is a tax plan invented by left-wing academics sitting around in various woke universities who have a theoretical model that does not work. The president's tax reform proposal, I'm quoting them, will increase the minimum tax in U.S. corporations to 21% and calculate it on a country-by-country basis so it hits profits and tax havens. Now, think about this. You're a major multinational. You're in 170 countries. They now want you to break out your profits internally by 170 countries so they can then track whether or not you are, in fact, doing more business in countries that have lower taxes. I would say as a stockholder, if you're too stupid to be doing more business in places with lower taxes, I want you fired and replaced by somebody who understands that lower taxes means more money in the company. Since it's an American company, I happen to think it's good 
for American companies to keep the money. The liberals think it's terrible for them to keep the money. So they want to, quote, calculate it on a country-by-country basis so it hits profits in tax havens. Well, just imagine to yourself the level of Internal Revenue Service and Treasury Department resources that are going to go into this system so that they can monitor every effort. This is exactly what they ran into with the Whiskey Rebellion in October of 1791 because the Western farmers were convinced that the Eastern big distilleries were rigging the tax system so it taxed the small farmer-owned distilleries in the West higher than it taxed the fancy Eastern big distilleries. It's exactly the kind of disproportion that Joe Biden is going to take to Pittsburgh to stand proudly on behalf of the people who caused the Whiskey Rebellion and say, we're back. It is just amazing. Again, I'm quoting their language. They would eliminate the rule that allows U.S. companies to pay zero taxes on the first 10% of return when they locate investments in foreign countries. In other words, you don't have to bring the money home. You're a worldwide company. You're Apple, for example. You're Google. You're Facebook. You're Delta Airlines. You don't have to bring the money home. This was put in to incentivize you to bring the money home. Now, they talk about it as, quote, I'm quoting them, and the race to the bottom around the world. And, of course, they mean the race to lower taxes. I think what they're going to do is end the race to create jobs around the world. Remember, we've had a very good economy for the last few years. All across the planet, people have been doing better. We've lifted millions of people into the middle class across the planet. We've literally lifted billions of people out of poverty. And, of course, rather than celebrating that and saying, gee, how do we strengthen our ability to create jobs, what you have are a group of people who both ideologically, because they're woke, and at an interest group level, because they have to pay off their allies, cannot celebrate the private sector succeeding because it doesn't give them the money they need to pay off their machine. To go further, quoting them, this plan also denies deductions to foreign corporations on payments that could allow them to strip profits out of the United States if they're based in a country that does not adopt a strong minimum tax. So what they're saying is, you better be based in a high-tax country. Now, this is the opposite of the last 30 years. Because, again, what happens is pretty straightforward. My best friend in high school was a tax lawyer, and he made a lot of money for his law firm because he specialized in Disney. And his job was to find a new loophole faster than the IRS could close the old loophole. So he was in a loophole arms race. And because he got paid a lot more than the IRS lawyer, he was willing to work on the weekends and at night. And he could always find a new loophole faster than they could close the old one. And nobody on the left seems to learn this because they have such great faith in bureaucracy that they think that a a 40-hour-a-week bureaucrat is somehow going to beat an 80-hour-a-week private sector lawyer. It never happens. So I think it's very important to understand. Let me read this so you understand how much they're committed to raising taxes. Quote, This provision makes our commitment to a global minimum tax clear. The time has come to level the playing field and no longer allow countries to gain a competitive edge by slashing corporate tax rates. Now, I just want you to think about this for a minute and understand what comes next is to create a minimum state tax system. Because after all, all of these Republican states, there are 24 states that have both houses of the legislature and the governor are Republican. They all have much lower taxes. There are a number of other states that have a governor or they have 
state legislatures. They have much lower taxes. Well, what's happening? All of the bluest, most democratic, most unionized states are frankly pricing themselves out of the market. And what's the answer? Not to reform New York, not to reform California, not to reform Illinois. Oh, no. The answer is let's see if we can't make the others as sick. So they too will have terrible economies and they too will have very high taxes and then people will just have to suffer or move to New Zealand. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. We are competing in a global market. We're competing in particular with China in a global market. If we cripple our entrepreneurial company's ability to move resources around and to invest and to make the maximum return, in order to have the resources to compete with China, we are crippling the United States in national security terms. And so I think that this is a very, very dangerous process. I think where they're going is, in fact, going to lead to a much slower economy with much fewer jobs. And they have phrases that you don't quite know exactly what it means. One of the things I'll be do research on in the next few days they talk about, quote, the complete elimination of the tax incentives in the Trump tax law for foreign-derived intangible income, which gave corporations a tax break for shifting assets abroad and is ineffective at encouraging corporations to invest in R&D. One, I'm not sure what that means in detail. And two, I don't think their facts are right. They, however, are going to use all the revenue from repealing the deduction 
to expand more effective R&D investment incentives. Now, if you believe that the bureaucrats in the federal government are more effective at investment incentives than the venture capitalists across the country who have made us the most successful economy in history, you really do live in sort of Alice in Wonderland. They want to also enact a minimum tax on large corporations' book income. Now, again, I don't quite know what that means in detail, but I have a hunch it means that whether or not you actually made the income, if you made it in paper, they would like you to send them real money. And they want to have a 15% minimum tax on the income corporations use to report their profits to investors. They also want to eliminate the tax preference for fossil fuels and make sure polluting industries pay for environmental cleanup. Well, what I would like to know, when you talk about eliminating all of the tax preferences for fossil fuels, natural gas, oil, coal, how many different taxes does that mean? My guess is that probably means 30 to 50, but we're going to actually ask the people at Ways and Means and Senate Finance to put together the details of how many taxes are they raising in this proposal? Because you start cleaning out all this stuff, many of which, by the way, go back to the 1930s. There are a number of provisions that involve gas and oil that were deliberately built in there. And again, just think about the lessons of history. President Trump followed an aggressive strategy of encouraging fracking, encouraging the development of oil and gas. And the result was that we not only created an enormous number of jobs in places like North Dakota and western Pennsylvania and eastern Ohio, as well as Texas and New Mexico, but in addition, we became energy independent for the first time in two generations. And that gave us enormous leverage in the Middle East and enabled us to have great leverage with the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians. Now, that's all a fact. I mean, nobody doubts what I just said. And I once wrote a book on gasoline at 250 a gallon and was attacked by President Obama for having suggested something he said was impossible. Well, no, it's just the application of common sense, conservative principles of economics. And in fact, gasoline dropped that much. In fact, it dropped so much that liberals now hate gasoline tax being that cheap because that means people won't ride public transportation, which is unionized and makes the liberals happy. Liberals prefer that you ride in a group and be a group. They do not like you to be an individual. And in that sense, they sort of resemble the old Soviet Union, which didn't like to have private cars, because if you had a private car, you might think you were important. Private cars were reserved for, you know, the big guys. So you have this whole model, and you'll see that bias, by the way, if you look at how they propose to spend the infrastructure money. They love trains, even if nobody rides them. And the California train experience has been one of the greatest examples of politicians throwing money away to no positive effect in American history. So this says that the president, I'm quoting him, as part of the president's commitment to put the country on the path to net zero emissions by 2050, his tax reform proposal will eliminate all these special preferences involving fossil fuels. Now, why causing pain in oil and gas is a good thing, I'm not sure. And you watch this year as the price of gasoline keeps going up, the price of heating oil goes up, the fact is that the economy slows down because the president's been killing jobs. They keep talking about good union jobs as they kill the XL pipeline, which was 10,000 good union jobs. So the whole thing is, once again, a perfect example of liberals who don't understand how the world works, 
who go around killing jobs without even understanding what they're doing. And finally, the last good example of how coercive this administration will be, this is from them. Quote, a decade ago, essentially all large corporations were audited annually by the IRS. Today, audit rates are less than 50%. This plan will reverse these trends and make sure that the Internal Revenue Service has the resources it needs to effectively enforce the tax laws against corporations. They go on to say, by the way, this should worry you if you pay taxes. This will be paired with a broader enforcement initiative to be announced in the coming weeks that will address tax evasion among corporations and high-income Americans. And what does that mean? It means that they're going to give more power to bureaucrats. They're going to have to hire a lot more bureaucrats. So maybe the 10,000 people who lost their jobs in the Excel pipeline could be retrained to become IRS auditors to go out and serve the cause of more money for government and less money for you. I do think it is ironic that he is announcing this plan in Pittsburgh. I think that the symbolism of the Whiskey Rebellion because taxes were too high and too unfair and too biased in favor of big companies. I'm sure nobody on the Biden team knew that because that would require actually knowing American history. And since American history is bad, I'm sure they only hire people who are utterly ignorant of American history. I think that the Chamber of Commerce, which has been pathetically incompetent in dealing with the realities of the woke left, nonetheless, finally got hit so hard that they have put out a statement saying, quote, we strongly oppose the general tax increases proposed by the administration, which will slow the economic recovery and make the U.S. less competitive globally, the exact opposite of the goals of the infrastructure plan. I would say that everybody listening today, if you get a chance, you should recognize this has been described in one article as the largest federal tax increase since 1942. Now, that is not easy. In 1942, we were fighting World War II. And by the way, in World War II, the highest tax rate was 90%. So, in fact, one of the reasons Ronald Reagan was so adamantly in favor of lower tax rates was he had seen movie stars as friends of his who would make one movie a year and reach the 90% tax bracket and refuse to work for 10%. He knew how destructive it was because he lived with it. And I think that there's a sound reason that a number of moderate Democrats are starting to speak out and say, oh, let's go a little bit slower. And I think when people fully understand that this is the American Job Killing Act, and they fully understand that this is the higher taxes, slower economy, less opportunity, that I think this will, frankly, be radically changed long before it ever leaves the House of Representatives of the Senate. So I just wanted to share this with you because I wanted you to be able to watch President Biden tomorrow in the context of just how destructive this new proposal is and how much it's going to cost the average American in take-home pay and in the cost of goods and services. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.